right, whatever. We'll just fuck it. So I guess I'll because Pat's Pat doesn't know about introductions. He doesn't introduce himself. So I'm Enrique. I'm Pat's. I'm Pat's friend, first of all, but he'll just say I'm I'm his roommate and <laughs> an ex coworker. And Julia's here, also She's a also, friend. But Pat will, will consider her an ex coworker first. I've only denied our friendship once, and then like admitting. Yeah, you're you're admitting that you said we weren't friends. I never said we weren't friends. I just so we were for context, and we were at um, HorrorCon, and we met Felissa Rose, and she was like, "Oh my god, are you guys friends?" And I was like, no, we're co-workers. Huh. I used to. And I, I don't know, man. I got starstruck. It's, you know, you only meet so many people, like, once. She was like, oh, my God, you guys must be best friends. Like, you all came here together. And he was like, nah, we work together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll, that'll happen, especially with her. Yeah. I, guess, I mean, I guess I can see being starstruck. We are happy to have yeah. you. I mean, Pat, if you yeah, didn't want to. Let's just go around, do a quick so introduction on ourselves. Um, everyone, introduce yourself. Give us your favorite scary movie, and um, w- let's take it from there. Go ahead. Do you want to start, Pat? No. You're already on a roll, man. Just go ahead and start. All right. Um, I'm Pat. I'm part of this um, podcast. Favorite scary movie. There's there's too many to, to list. I don't I don't know. I, I was Halloween three. That sounds about right. That's a good choice. All right. Well, I'm Enrique. People can't pronounce my name never, so I just tell them my name is Reek. I sign my name Reek because people can't pronounce my name, so I feel like they won't be able to read my signature. I don't know. Favorite scary movie? So, I, all right. I can't. I have trouble sleeping. My whole life I've had trouble sleeping. So, for a long time, Nightmare was my favorite scary movie because it's the one movie that scared me. So I'm going to stick with Dream Warrior. I think that's three, ain't it? Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street 3? Yeah. I'm going to stick with Dream Warrior. For a second, I thought you meant like The Nightmare, the one about sleep paralysis. No, I saw I saw bits and pieces of it, not knowing it was about... Because I had sleep paralysis most of my, my childhood. It was like every other day was like sleep paralysis. And I saw this movie, The Nightmare. Well, that's like the documentary or a movie or something. And I remember I, I just seen the dude with a hat. And I was like, oh, okay, it's probably some stupid movie. Let me some paranormal activity kind of thing. And now I just started talking about sleep paralysis, and man, I couldn't sleep for like three days. I was, I was, it was, it was horrible. No, it's not that one though. Nightmare on Elm Street, three, Dream Warriors. It's a good one. It's a good choice. All right, um, I'm Julia. My favorite, well, I'll say my favorite scary movie genre is found footage. If I had to pick two. I would say Blair Witch Project and Skinamarink are my two favorite movies. I forgot about Skinamarink and Blair Witch. What do you mean you forgot about them? You forgot they existed? No, I just for, I just forgot. <laughs> just forgot. I got put on the spot and I forgot. Sorry. Cool. So, uh, yeah, guys, thanks for having me on. Uh, favorite? I'll give you like two favorite. Probably like mainstream favorite horror movie. More well-known title would be, like, Sleepaway Camp 2. Then I would say probably a little bit lesser-known title would be uh, Night Beast from, like, the 80s. Nice. nice. I, I, I've i seen both. I mean, Sleepaway Camp 2, you've got Bruce Springsteen's sister. sister. Yeah, you got Pamela Springsteen, who's extremely underrated and who 
like has no interest in ever talking about the film or going to cons or anything like that. She's like an established photographer and has like left that. I was gonna like say she, she did most of her brother's album covers. Yep, she's uh she's definitely left that part of her life behind us behind her. But you know, I think her performances are great, and I think the movie you know two and three are super fun and just creative and uh, underrated for sure. She's wild for that and not like claiming those movies. Yeah, those movies are great. And even just like going to cons and stuff. She could make a lot of money from that. Mm-hmm. Like people will pay like a hundred dollars for a photo with her. Yeah, but I guess if your brother's Bruce Springsteen, you're not worried about hundred. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. yeah. I'm I don't know. I, I I loved uh part. Well, I like I like I actually I like all three, and I would go as far as saying as I like four too. But four was kind of goofy. Uh, four was Felissa Rose came back. I don't know if I saw four. Pat, was Pat was she the killer in four? I I can't. I'm trying to remember. Like, it was like a sheriff. She was the sheriff, undercover shadow. Yeah, four was kind of goofy. Four like some like weird, like from what I remember, it's like clips or something of like weird of like the previous movies or something. I forget what it is. It's super I don't remember. Weird. That's what you're talking about. It's it's weird as shit. Yeah, it's it's it was strange. I know she came back out of nowhere. She was like another character. I don't know. It, but I'll go as far as saying as I enjoyed it just because uh, Felissa Rose was in it. And it was an older Felissa Rose, too. She was probably like... Uh, she, was, she was older. She's definitely... She was probably like yeah. 30, 40 years old in that one. That one came out not too long ago. Yeah, that one came out in... Hold on. I, I, that one came out in uh, 2002. Oh, that was long ago then. Damn, I was like and, 20 years ago. But like, a, a big gap from the first one. And like, I remember we watched it and I I don't know, like, I can't remember much from it. I remember enjoying it, but I, I, I want to oh, say... Oh. Yeah, you're talking about the the Return to Sleepaway Camp, right? That's the one. Yeah. Story. Oh, right. Yeah, there's, there's Survivor and Return to Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, Survivor was the one I was thinking where it was just like nothing. It was just like clips and shit. Yeah. Like, the previous movies, but yeah, I've never actually seen the late two thousands one or whatever with older Felicia Rose. It's a good. It is a good watch. It's worth a watch. Um, it's a fun movie. Definitely recommend it. Tim, we, we got you on. I was like, I want to say when I walked in, I walked into Philomoka and um for the VHS pop up, and I want to like, I was honestly blown away. Because I didn't know what I was walking into. I, I, I just, I live next to Philomoka, so I walked in. And I honestly thought that was one of the coolest things I've ever walked into. So I would love to hear, like, how you came up with the idea. Yeah, for sure. So first of all, thanks for coming out. And, uh, yeah, man. you know, for your friends on, um, me and Pat went to high school together. And uh, to see him come in was pretty dope just because, you know, it's, like, you know, I, I, we didn't necessarily chill a ton because I don't think we had a lot of classes together. But, um, you know, I just remember you as, like, the, you know, grilled cheese french fry pizza guy who, like, <laughs> like movies. Yeah. yeah. So, you, you let me... That, a co- has that changed? Has that changed? No. Nope. No, nope. 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 I, I made I made 66 grilled cheeses today. Oh, my um, God. 
for a group of middle school kids, they they loved it. You're well, I'm sure you had it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like Enrique Gutierrez, I made I made a pretty good grilled cheese this weekend. Like, yeah, no, awesome. what well, I mean, I think you had a he had a jelly to it or jam. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know the right terminology, but I'm glad you're innovating, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to push boundaries. He eats, he eats the crust. He eats the crust on them now too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. how far we've come, right? Yeah, we're eating the crust on our sandwiches now. I know this is adulthood. All right, well, um, I love that for you. But yeah, so first, uh, yeah, me and my buddy, who uh, his name, his alias is Billy, but he also goes by Retro Release Video. He's a VHS distributor. He does like licensed titles. I'm not sure if you guys follow him, but if you don't, definitely give him a follow. We birthed uh, this pop up idea in 2019. Our first one was in um, was in Hollywood in LA. We actually shipped out like most of our collections and like some of the stuff we were working on, you know, as well as like posters and like our standees and just like everything we required. And like we did our first one out there, and that one was pretty cool because. We had like Lene Quigley and Robert Brian Wilson and uh, oh, the what the fuck's his name? The dude from um, Sleep Away or uh, Silent Night Deadly Night Part Two, uh, Garbage Day. Oh, oh Eric hell Freeman. yeah, Eric Freeman, yeah. So we had like we had them out for a signing, which was cool, and uh, yeah, we turned this this coffee shop space into a video store, and that was kind of like our our big first pop-up and it was pretty successful. I remember Linnea's like dog got sick and like we had her up in hotel and she ended up like bailing out like last minute, but having like uh, the silent or the, yeah, the silent night, deadly night guys there was super cool and hanging out with them and just having people come and, you know, seeing everyone buy tapes and get stuff signed and all that was cool. So our next one was going to be in NYC, but then uh, the pandemic happened COVID. So that set us back a couple years and then ended up getting friendly with uh, Eric from Philanoka. And I went to an event there and saw the space and, you know, thought it would be perfect. So that's where the uh, October one came into play, which was cool. So, yeah, the whole idea is to just give people like the nostalgic video store experience and have people able to buy tapes and, you know, chat and have fun and just hang out. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that was awesome. And, and you had, like, I want to say a movie screening one night and a band the other night? Yeah, so the first, this time we were trying to figure out what to do with the space, so we ended up having, like, a 80s synthwave kind of vibe show with some, like, lo-fi and stuff on Saturday night, and then Sunday we had a screening of uh, Heebie-Jeebie TV, which is an independent, like, compilation kind of film that um actually is done extremely well i think they're still shopping it but it's won a bunch of fests and yeah it seems like people loved it we ended up selling out the screening uh for that pop-up so that was super cool so how do you choose like what movies or genre when you go to like different events or do you like just stick with uh is it just like horror base or do you just choose different because I know I, I know Pat was like I saw the website and I know Pat mentioned it to me when he went because I, I have gone with Pat a few times to fill a mocha to some things mm-hmm. uh, but I'm, I'm usually uh, I'm usually locked up in my dungeon so I don't uh, but that's <laughs> that's irrelevant but because I know I know fill a mocha is like it's, it's a small like intimate space so how do you choose like what movies or genre or 
for example, if you chose, say, horror, like how do you choose which ones to take or do you just have like like a list of certain ones and just randomly take them? Yeah, yeah. so how we ended up showing that movie and deciding on that flick is actually one of the directors and writers of the movies is of the movie is a good friend. And honestly, that's kind of how we did the show too. Like concert on Saturday night was just like all friends and um, just trying to showcase their talent as well as getting their name out there. So it wasn't so much as like picking something mainstream. Like when we did the 2019 one, we did like a screening and Q and A for like the silent movies, which was cool and stuff. But this time I wanted to focus more on like just some like independent stuff and helping grow some of the artists. Cause like, I had Betamax headline the Saturday Night Show, who's done music. He did music for, like, um, he's on, like, the Kung Fury soundtrack. And he's done some scores for some, like, pretty big movies. And then um, Matt Lapsis, he's played Phil Amoka a bunch. He does synthwave kind of scores and just, like, you know, he had just released a new album. So, yeah, it's mostly to showcase, like, my friends or people I know or artists. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of how we decided it. This upcoming one that we have, you know, in April, um, we were almost going to do a screening and stuff, but uh, like we had something really cool in the works. Like my plan was to bring out uh, Polly Shore for Earth Day and um, show show Biodome since it would be Earth Day weekend. <laughs> oh, that'd be but, sick! Yeah, he ended up being just booked, which sucks. But um, yeah, he uh, you know, hopefully something with him in the future, which is cool. We ended up talking recently and becoming friendly so that's pretty cool and then the new focus was um i don't know if you saw pat but we're doing a uh, an art installation for this yeah uh, pop-up and it's with like some of the big uh like bootleg toy makers and artists i like, i want to say that looks so sick yeah yeah so essentially it's like i don't know if you guys are familiar with like these bootleg toy makers on uh you know on facebook and instagram and stuff like that but it's like a big uh community and following on the internet where you know people hand sculpt or paint or like glue old certain toys together and sculpt to make like you know either something funny or original or based off of a flick and stuff like that um I can send you guys some examples if you want, but we're doing an installation called Staff Picks where essentially these artists are going to be making a -a one-of-a-kind piece that relates to, you know, the VHS era or, like, their favorite movie or something, you know what I mean? Because, you know, back in the day when there was, like, a Staff Picks selection from employees that would recommend movies, that's kind of the idea behind it, so. Should be pretty cool. It's definitely a different thing. You know, we're focusing more on the store and, uh, yeah, having this art installation, so it should be pretty cool. I'm ex- I'm excited because, like, I, I saw I saw you like posted the staff picks, and I've I've clicked through the profiles, and like some of the artists make some really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, some of them are very you know progressive and uh, creative, and a lot of them have a really you know big following, which is cool too. So. It's helping bring the uh, flow of traffic to the pop up and the Instagram. So yeah, it should be, it should be really cool. I've had some uh, pieces submitted already with pictures. Like one guy did Eric from Mac and Me in the wheelchair from like that, you know, from the So Bad It's Good movie Mac and Me and the you know how Paul Rudd always pranks Conan. Uh, 
you know, with the yeah. movies, so that's cool. <laughs> and, uh, you know, one guy made a figure based off of the FBI warning screen, like that you see in the beginning of tapes, you know, saying, you know, don't do yeah. yeah, he made one, like, you know, an FBI agent holding a VHS of, like, a, you know, gun, so that's pretty funny. Yeah. You know, I'm excited to see what everyone comes up with, and, um, this one will be a little different as far as we'll have like different standees and different posters and obviously different tapes for sale. I'm bringing in a really big VHS vendor from Chicago who's coming and um, he'll have a ton of great stuff for sale. So should be cool. Should be really cool. Is this also uh, at Philomoka? Yeah. Oh. So this will be at Philomoka the 22nd and 23rd over like the two days. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I had a question. Uh... Why the crypt? Like what? Uh, um, I mean, like tapes from the crypt. You know, what? What? Why the crypt? Is 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 that a reference to the crypt keeper? Yeah. So my like big thing growing up was uh, tales from the crypt. So it's always been my favorite thing. Um, pretty much my favorite show and what got me into horror. I have a huge like crypt keeper collection in my crib, and it's just kind of always stuck with me. And. Uh, I started Tapes from the Crypts in, like, 2014 or 13, something like that. And, yeah, just started um, the VHS, like, community on, like, Instagram used to be, like, really tight-knit and very, you know, cool in the beginning with, like, everybody trading and, like, building collections and, like, giveaways and all kinds of stuff that was really neat. And then, you know, obviously all good things, you know, sometimes come to an end, so I so I was getting like, you know, a lot of followers and stuff like that, just from like the tapes and like posting and all that stuff. So I ended up pivoting and creating a brand in 2019. And then, you know, eventually the brand just kind of keeps growing every year. And then I figured I'd put the video pop-up, you know, the video pop-up store kind of under the brand. So I kept it, you know, with Crypt in the title and nice. that's kind of where that came from. Yeah, cause like good like thematic flow, and like I'm a big Crip fan. Like I bu- I brought uh I think it was a, a Creep Show a shirt off you. I was like so hyped about it. I'm still I was wearing it um to work earlier this week. Ooh. And I was so like the, I see some of the shirts you make like or like I don't know like do you make them or? Yeah, so some stuff I'll design myself. Some stuff I'll commission from artists. Yeah, I usually just pick. I try because like obviously the movie and horror t-shirt game like online is a uh you know at this point it's a pretty saturated market as far as you know there's a lot of people who are doing what i'm doing so i try to stand out by you know picking movies that like that either i want to you know i want to see merch for that i haven't seen merch for like you know this that and the other thing so try to stand out that way but yeah i I do some of the designs myself or i'll end up commissioning some of them from uh, other artists as well so I I looked at the web last weekend uh, Saturday. I remember I was looking at the website because I also there was everything I wanted was sold out unfortunately. But I was I was looking through it because I, I I love window shopping and I love like just looking at things I want to buy but I can't afford. And when Pat was like you know take a look at the thing, I was like oh, okay, there's a lot of cool things. But I I just kept thinking. I remember I was talking to Pat and and I wanted to ask you like the main one I saw that made me think like. Like uh, that made me think of this question was for the scream you had the eye you had an eye mm-hmm. like as one of the shirts so like 
when you do commission now, because it, it is saturated. I mean, everybody does shirts, everybody does stickers, everybody does like podcasts, like everybody does like all these things now because it's so accessible and like making shirts, making stickers, like that can cost you like fifteen dollars. You get like a thousand stickers and you sell them for five dollars for forty. So like, it is saturated and but it's interesting because like what what makes like what makes you choose whatever like image or movie like particular movie. Um, is it more of like your personal, like, is it something like what you personally are like, oh, I would love to see this. And I know there's a, there's a, a group of people that will also love to see it. Or is it more of a, or is it like calculated? Like, do you pick movies that maybe, or, or images, icons that maybe you haven't seen around and you're just like, well, I'm going to do this because I haven't seen it. Yeah, that's a good question. So to be honest, it did start with mostly me wanting to pick titles that, you know, I don't see merchandise for stuff that I would want to wear myself. You know what I mean? It's like, right. I, you know, I don't see people making, you know, weekend at Bernie's merch or specifically Adam's family values merch or troll two or, you know, Ace Ventura two, just, you know what I mean? Like stuff that is a little bit maybe outside the box, like Ghoulies 2 and all kinds of stuff. A lot of sequels, a lot of movies that I, I just like or grew up with. And um, yeah, sometimes I'll reach out to different artists. Like that eyepiece that you brought up is from, you know, an artist from the UK. And he ended up actually coming to me with this piece and said, you know, hey man, I designed this piece. It's a little different than, you know, stuff you like usually see i actually did it for another company and they turned it down and i was like dude i'll take wow. that it's it's amazing you know what i mean it's so yeah that really... and uh you know obviously like listen sometimes you gotta pick a series or you know a movie that you know will sell well is you know just you know just as well because you know it's a business and you know you want to at least pick some stuff that you know everybody will enjoy too you know what i mean i can't just be making like super obscure t-shirts for right you know myself all the time you know what i mean so obviously with scream and like its popularity and it's like resurgence and popularity like that was one of my best-selling collections obviously and i'm doing a reprint of at least one of the designs this friday that did really well so that'll be cool but yeah that's kind of how that's how that started it definitely started more with me wanting to make merch you know for movies that i like and stuff that i wanted to see done so because i saw the i saw the corn from trolls 2 was sold out and yeah i was sad but also again the reason i asked that was because as i'm looking it's just ace ventura 2 ace ventura 2 like I, I, and I kept scrolling. I was like, oh, man, it's got to be an Ace. Like, there's got to be an original Ace Ventura. And there wasn't. And I was like, you know what? That makes so much sense because everybody has the original Ace Ventura. Like, people kind of brush off the second move. And Ace Ventura, the, the, this, what was it, Call of the Wild, I think it was called or something? Yeah, When Nature Calls. When Nature, when nature calls. calls. Right, right, right. When Nature Calls. That movie was hilarious. Yeah. But you don't, yeah, no one talks true. about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's kind of the idea with picking. Like, I remember, I think that collection was, like, it was, like, the end of the summer, and I did a bunch of, like, that kind of stuff. Like, it was, like, Lake Placid, uh, Ace Ventura 2, and something else. You know what I mean? Like, all kind of in that realm of, like, nature-themed movies that were all over the place. So, yeah, that ended up doing, that ended up doing pretty well. But, yeah, man, that's kind of the idea. It's just 
making merch for stuff you wouldn't normally see merch for a lot of the times. So then I I guess a follow-up question, do you own all of the merch that you have? Like not own in like copyright, but like do you physically have like one piece of everything that that you have? Just curious. Yeah, yeah. Be curious yeah, typically typically I do keep at least there's been a few that I probably haven't kept just because maybe I didn't make enough or I ended up selling it by accident or something. But like nine, I would say 90%, 80% of the stuff I've kept at least one piece for myself. Cause it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of cool stuff. I love the Godzilla yeah. one. Of course you do. Yeah. Yeah. Godzilla's doing actually, let's, I mean, I don't have to check right now, but yeah, Godzilla, that was one of the ones I was a little unsure of because, you know, that's a movie that, personally for me was like so hype when i was like a kid because you know i mean pat that movie came out when we were what like eight nine years old yeah i was running through brick walls as a child for that movie yeah so that's what i'm saying like that flick in particular like we didn't give a shit about plot or anything we (laughs) just wanted to see like godzilla tearing like and that was like the the jurassic park era too like you know the first movie in lost world you know three like that was so that was just like the hype of the time so Rage Against the Machine. Movie. Yeah, dude, the soundtrack yeah. itself, it's like Puff Daddy with Jimmy Page. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, uh, Puffy did have a lot of uh, music on the, and that's just a weird thing to do, like just have him on the Godzilla soundtrack. That was just, it just didn't make, I don't know, it was just yeah, kind of strange. Movie was, yeah, the movie was marketed so insanely, like it was just... It was nuts. It was totally nuts. But yeah, I think we sold probably like 50 or 60 pieces from that collection, which is like, you know, not insane, but oh, I, actually, that's not including the uh, the Taco Bell hats, because if you guys remember, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the movie was promoted so heavily by Taco Bell, so yeah, it looks like we sold like, like 30 of those hats, so that's like, yeah, that's pretty good, considering, you know, so many people like kind of shit on this flick, so... Is, is that like is that like a redeeming factor for you like these movies that you you love and like when they start selling well it's like you know what maybe maybe you know fuck all the haters kind of thing. yeah man for sure I mean it was like that with uh Jason X for sure like that <laughs> did super well and that's like one of my guilty pleasure movies and so many people bought Jason X which was great. Surprisingly, my best-selling collection of all time was the recent one I did with uh, the Jean-Claude Van Damme like action movie uh, collection I did, which was Hard Target and Bloodsport. Assault uh, Bloodsport, yeah, yeah, mine was my best-seller, uh, best-selling collection ever, which is pretty crazy. Kind of random, to be honest. I didn't, I didn't expect it at all. Yeah, it did super well. That Mortal Kombat as well. Mortal Kombat One and Two did great. So. Did you did you see the remake for Mortal Kombat? No, I remember when I was in college though watching like the YouTube stuff. There was like a YouTube series from like like two thousand and like ten or eleven or something like that. But no, I didn't see like yeah, there was like a new movie or something, right? Yeah, yeah, I definitely did not catch it. It. It, it was okay. I, I don't know. Like, I really enjoyed... I don't know. I think there was a lot of nostalgia around, like, the original, like, Mortal Kombat 1 and 2. Those were, like, the Godzilla movies you mentioned. Like, yeah. the plot sucked, man. The movies were horrible. <laughs> yeah. But we watched them because... Just like the Street Fighter movie, if you remember the Street Fighter movie where... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With John claude as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
like that that movie sucked, but we were we were kids when it came out. So, I, you know, I, my aunt, I have an aunt who uh, she lives. I would get shipped off to Mexico every summer, and my aunt she had she owned an arcade. So seems pretty cool, but you know it really wasn't. The thing was Tekken, uh, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, like all these games were arcade games. So when the movies came out. It's like, oh man, this is awesome. But then you grow up and you're like, these movies suck. The CGI was bad and everything, but you just you didn't care at that time. You're not you're not at eight years old, you're not watching a movie and saying, nah, the CGI for this time, for this age and this era isn't up to date. Like you're not looking at that stuff. You're just looking like, oh shit, fatality, you know, and, and Yeah, absolutely. And like, yeah, those movies were nothing. To write home yeah. about by any means, like those were not good movies, but you know, nostalgia wise and just being a kid, like that's kind of the whole, and, like that's a like that's a whole another you know part of the business that you know reason I started was just the nostalgia. I am a nostalgia like fiend, like <laughs> I am like one hundred percent. If it if, you know doing a video store pop up and making Mortal Kombat T shirts doesn't say it enough, like. <laughs> Definitely yeah. living in that era for sure, and just totally a nostalgia freak. So speaking of real quick, I I noticed like the attention to detail and like the research that you put in, and, and like you mentioned, all of this for like the nostalgia that you feel. It's it's really impressive, and like I, I'm wondering, do you? Because I know we remember some things, we might not remember details, we might not remember everything. Like, do you? do the research yourself or do you just go off of what you remember? Do you go off of like somebody saying, Hey, remember when Pepsi clear came out? Oh yeah. 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 Like, do you do do that research yourself or do you just kind of remember these things? I mean, yeah. For as far as like what, like designing the video store and stuff like that. Well, just, yeah. Just like in general, like, um, Ace, like Ace Ventura, uh, when nature calls, right. Yeah. When Ace Ventura, when nature calls, uh, you know, like it. Oh, oh no, no, sorry, backtrack. The Taco Bell hat. Yeah, you know? I think that's like the perfect example. I didn't remember that. You know, I, I remember. And and I remember when I was younger, McDonald's had the Halloween tapes, the Halloween cassette tapes, where yeah. it was like a haunted story, and Grimace was telling you ghost stories and all but i don't remember the details i just remember having the cassette so like in, in situations like that like the taco bell hat or any like little detail of something that i guess that you sell like a merch that you sell that's like you know it's like oh this is just attention to detail like do you do that research or you just base it off of just what you remember yeah so um with the taco bell stuff i knew that like i remembered the marketing for for the movie, like 100%. So what I did is like, all right, how can I play into this? So yeah, it required some research. Like I didn't, I found a hat that existed back in the day. And I was like, let me recreate this like as close as I can or put my own spin on it. And like, that's what I ended up doing. Yeah. Like I found a promo hat from the nineties on Google and then, you know, found a font and, you know, recreated, you know, the dog and everything made like a little photo manipulation of the dog and you know threw the logo on there and like you know there we go we had it pretty much as close as i could get and uh you know with my own little spin on it so yeah there's definitely research that goes into the releases and stuff and trying to nail 
my big thing too from my side that that I try to stand out, you know, from some of the other brands is like having like funny or unique promo items. Oh to yeah, like kind of release with like the stuff, like you know the the corn from from Troll uh, Two, and you know I did like a uh, I did like a beer koozie fist when I did like a salmon with muscles drop in December, and uh, you know just like random shit like that because back in the day when they would be promoting films and like video stores would be getting screeners or samples of the films there'd be like you know little promos that they would give in like a press package or something like that so it's kind of the idea behind that yeah because this is i mean when you think about it this is no different than going to a museum i mean this is stuff that this is history not that old and it's not maybe prestigious to some people but this is like this is like history it's like walking into a museum and oh i remember that yeah, for sure. Like in my uh, like in my personal collection, I have some like super random stuff. Like, like if you guys know like the movie Twins with like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito, of course, yes. when that movie came out, they like certain video stores or like you know companies got a uh, they got like an alarm clock, and the hands of the clock are Danny DeVito and Arnold. So, like, it's, like, a funny promo clock, like, from the 90s. Like, I have one of those. There's, like, Return of the Living Dead 2, like, paperweight statue. I have a Army of Darkness, uh, like, pocket knife. Just, like, random shit like that, you know what I mean? That was, like, super random that, like, came with the movie or was given to, like, distributors or video stores at the time. So, just, like, funky stuff like that is inspiration. What is what is your holy grail of merch? Like that maybe something like you don't have, but something that like you know of that you would just like love to have. Ooh, that's a good question. There's a there's like a black and white TV that's like doubles as like a radio or something that came out with They Live. That's pretty cool. Then there's uh, a Demons 2, a Demons 2 TV that has like a face coming out of the screen. That's like a holy grail for a lot of collectors. That one's really cool too. That that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of shit you wouldn't even believe. Super funky stuff. You mentioned Silent Night, Deadly Night a bunch. And I don't know if you remember, you get, you let me borrow your copy of Silent Night, Deadly Night. No way. Yeah, in high school, at that time I was watching classical horror. So I let you, like, a f- I think my 50-pack of classic horror, and you get me um, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Black Sheep. Oh, my God. Those are, like, some class- those are like probably some of my favorites at the time, yeah. Yeah, and, like, one, Silent Night, Deadly Night, that, like, changed. That was, like, my introduction to, like, B-horror and, like, banned films. I've shared that with, like, so many people since then. First person I've seen it with was Pat. Yeah. Was that the first time you saw that movie? Is when yeah. That? That's yeah, you were, yeah, you were like that. And uh, I remember because I was, I, was, I was watching Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, and my dad, like, came running in because that was his favorite movie, one of his favorite movies. Um, my dad loves tomatoes. So, like, awesome. he... he he grows. He has a garden. He's got like thirty varieties of peppers and thirty varieties of tomatoes. He he had like apparently like posters of like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes like 
when like originally came out. He has since bought bought like a Blu-ray copy um, of it. He loves that movie, but like I remember, like you know, like, you let me borrow it, and I, like me and him were watching this film, and he was having the time of his life. I'll be honest, that's a. Uh... Like that is you just like definitely unlock the memory because you know at first I did not remember that at all but totally remember it now that like we brought the story up again like yeah that's definitely a memory unlock that's pretty funny yeah and, and like Black Sheep I love that movie and I've been trying to find it since like streaming because everyone's like what the Chris Farley movie and I was like no that that's a good movie too. But like no, there's a there's yeah. a zombie sheep movie. Yeah, it's in it's like in or New Zealand or Australia. Yeah, I forget which, but it's uh, yeah, totally a zombie sheep movie that, for me, like that. There was like an era of like Dimension Extreme DVDs with like them distributing like weird foreign flicks or indie flicks, and I was all about those like during that time in high school. I and that was one of them, and it was really good. People love that movie. That's so yeah, funny. No. Memory cool. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, because, like, I attribute, like, that, that like, sharing moment to, like, me exploring, like, so many, like, different and weird, weird movies. Um, so, like, thanks for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah no problem, dude. That's, uh, that's pretty awesome. It comes full circle. Yeah. It's also kind of, it's also, uh, you know, I guess, yeah, I guess we were talking movies and flicks back then more so than I remember, but yeah, pretty cool that you ended up coming up to the pop-up. What did you end up buying? Do you remember? Did you buy anything um, from the store? I bought, I bought a Crypt Keeper shirt. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, no, it was sick. Like, it's, it's oh, a yeah. sick shirt. I love that shirt. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, appreciate yeah. that support. Yeah, man. Have you been to Mahoning? Like, I, I feel like Mahoning Drive-In like, I don't know, just, like, a lot of what you're saying ethically aligns with them as far as, like, nostalgia and... Yeah. Yeah, so I've been going to Mahoning since, like, 2015, I think. Awesome. I'm actually really good friends with Virgil, the main manager who runs the runs the drive-in. and He's actually going to be at the pop-up promoting the drive-in for the, you know, because opening weekend is the weekend after the pop-up. So he'll be there promoting, which is cool. And yeah, we have some cool stuff involved for this season. Hopefully uh, I'll be teaming up for a double feature that I can't really say yet in September or or November or October, hopefully in that area. And um, yeah, we're going to be doing something special this season for sure. So yeah, it'll be cool. And I'm always there for for VHS Fest every year. Nice. Well, Pat mentioned to me before for Mahoning, when I first moved in, Pat mentioned to me Camp Blood. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. But then we finally made it two years ago to Camp Blood. And it so we went to Mahoning before. Mahoning Mahoning driving is amazing. But we went to Camp Blood one day. We went for for the weekend. And I'll tell you what, man, that hands down is probably one of the funnest and craziest experiences we've ever had. We had a guy try to break into our van cuz he was so drunk. Was that was that camp Oh no, it wasn't No, camp. no, that was cuz Camp Blood was warm out. Yeah. Which like what... also you guys like we scared that guy into leave, leaving, so 
Yeah, I was going to kick his ass, man, because I was trying to sleep. So I was telling you, I got trouble sleeping. And this, I had just fell asleep. And this guy's like, my friend was sleeping in the back of the van. And he got scared, so he shook me. Like, you know how when you're a kid and you're like, dad, dad, dad. Uh, <laughs> that's how he was shaking me. I'm like, what the hell do you want? And, oh, man, there's a guy trying to get in the van. and But that that wasn't that wasn't Camp Blood. Sorry, I thought it was Camp Blood. but Camp Blood's when we in. Oh, we went with Tom. Yeah. And and that's it's so cool and I and I and I am glad to hear that you also do Mahoning because Mahoning, it's it's such a gem and people, it is an acquired taste but it's such a gem because they have Disney nights they have like old school Charles Bronson nights, and it's it's you know it's not far and and I remember there was a time Pat was like I I even wrote a letter to to petition for them not to close it down and. One, I'm glad you do know Mahoning. Two, I'm glad you, I'm glad you're friends with the owner because then that means you go to Mahoning. That means you know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And like to see them grow from like, I have photos from the first VHS fest, probably like twenty twenty five cars. You know what I mean? Now it's like yeah. one of the biggest sold out weekends like ever. So that's great to hear. I I just think it's such a gem of a place. And was so much fun mm. every time I'm there. So like I love seeing the, that it is growing. We we went to Camp Blood and we were in the like, and I love like the little things they do because we were playing. Um, Pat and I, so Pat and I did the egg the the eyeball toss, which was just an egg toss, yeah. and we lost it right away. Like the first time Pat threw it and 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 underthrew it, and we were so upset with ourselves that the second day the saturday we got to second place and we were man we were like 100 yards away i'm not even being funny and they rigged it i know they rigged it they didn't want to see us win and <laughs> no egg, we just the egg flew no the egg flew remember it flew a different direction and yeah we lost we came in second but like those things we, also- were, we did a tug of war we were in a tug of war with a guy, an old man that was wearing all satin. Oh yeah, and a nine-year-old little girl, <laughs> and a nine-year-old little girl in sandals. Um, we held our own though. No, we did it. We went against the bros. We went against a bunch of college bros, and we lost in like at least three seconds. We were already on the ground. But that stuff, that stuff's great, you know. Like that's that's part of, and and it ties into, um, all this stuff because. Camp Blood is just all camp horror movies. Well, camp horror movies, they died back in the 90s. You know, you, you, well, most of them, the good ones, they died back in the 90s. So you think about, we go to these things for the nostalgia. We did the eight, we, the biggest, the biggest one besides Camp Blood was we did a, um, they did 80s horror and Child's Play was one of them. Uh, they had Chucky Nuggies, which were like uh, chicken nuggets with like che- hot Cheetos and stuff, and like all of these little things. The chicken, the Chucky Nuggies were a lot of money, and it just was like five chicken nuggets, but they were nuggets based off of Child's Play. I bought a Child's Play shirt. The new Child's Play and just Chucky series are not that good, but you remember watching them as a kid. So I, I-, I like how. All these things, you know, we, as you get older, you kind of realize like that's kind of what we live for now. It's just to remember how it was when we were kids and a lot of that stuff. And like a lot of the stuff you do too, you know, you look back and you're like, 
Oh yeah, I remember that. And that and that's cool, you know, as you get older and stuff, it's it's always cool to kind of remember where, not necessarily where you come from, but what you like. Enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, the joy you come from. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, the whole thing is just nostalgia, you know, joy and just kind of and that's the other thing too. When you go to like the drive-in and like stuff like that, like you're with like like-minded people, so it's a great place to like meet friends and party and just like you know, you guys like know you're all there for the same reason, you know. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's like the same thing like the Venn diagram of person that's going to um like your one of your events versus like going to Mahoning Drive-in like it's like mostly the same person, which is a great thing. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt, for sure. And I've met a ton of friends from going into driving over the years. Some of like my tightest knit, you know, VHS friends or just uh, my squad from like the driving, you know, we've all connected through going there. So it's a great thing. Yeah. Another curiosity question, because I'm just curious by nature all the time. Since this, I don't, I don't know if I want to say it's necessarily okay. So I, I don't know how to explain what I'm going to ask, but for example, I, I did ph- photography. I, I do photography, and I used to have a photography business. And when it was a business, it sucked. It's boring because it's business, you know. And then when you're doing it for fun, it's fun. I mean, it wasn't boring to me because it was it was uh, events. But anyways, the question is is so basically. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. So basically, like you do this, and I don't want to say it's like a job or like a career. I mean, even though it probably is, but I know it's also a passion of yours. But do you get numb to movies? Like, because we watch uh, Julia Pat and I, we used to go every single Tuesday together when we worked together, and now we we still do it. But sometimes it's just probably just me and Julia. Sometimes it's uh, probably me and Pat on a Sunday. But like, we love going to movies. So like. Because you're so invested, like, I guess, professionally in movies and, like, uh, the, the pop culture that comes with it. Do you get numb from all that? Like, do you still watch these movies that you love watching? And, and Wow. So, very good question. I'm on point. Listen, it hits in waves. So, I don't know, man. My life seems to be interesting as far as, like, busyness goes sometimes. Like, for... Let's see. For all of 2022, Tapes from the Crypt, the pop-up, and I actually was doing like a pop-up taco thing too. That was my full-time gig. So everything was independent. I started doing some like, because I went to school, I went to Temple for like like uh, film and media. So I ended up working for a company for a while and then that company got bought out and I left then new company started from the original owner and they hit me up in January so yeah like I've been busier lately because I started working for them again doing this doing the pop-up doing all kinds of shit so yeah like watching movies has been lower on the list uh just because of time but there was a period where I would put on a tape every single night for sure. And, you know, either watch or it's in the background while I'm working. But yeah, as far as, I don't know if numb would be the right word, but I guess do you still enjoy it? Yeah, I still enjoy it for sure. Who doesn't like, you know, I'm obviously always going to love movies and stuff, but 
Yeah, it's just like, you know, a busy factor thing, I guess, right now. Right, right. Yeah. I was going to say, especially when I'm looking at, you know, I have literally an entire room dedicated to, you know, my tapes and my horror shit and my video games and all that stuff. And like, see, like waking up and seeing, like, this big-ass wall of, like, movies and not uh, knowing that I haven't put any, you know, on in a while is, like, sometimes that sucks for sure. Is it, re- like, because sometimes, like, yeah, like, if I'm busy and, and then, like, tired and then, like, on, like, a Sunday, like, me and Enrique will chill and watch, like, a movie or whatever dumb thing is on Shutter. It is like a rewarding, almost, because it's like I got through all this shit and I, I I did what I had to. Yeah, 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 for sure, man. It's definitely yeah. it's 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 a good feeling to just like unwind or put on a movie with your friends and and laugh. Like a few weeks ago, me and uh, my roommate we watched like uh, all the Transfers movies. You know, which is like a full moon, uh, full moon series. I'm like a guilty, I have guilty, uh, pleasures from, uh, from full moon. But yeah, like we watched all of the transfer movies and just like had a great time and we're laughing. And if you get the opportunity, put on, I believe it's Transfers 2, which has Helen Hunt before Twister. And there is a scene where they literally, like rig a honey glazed ham to be a bomb <laughs> and give it to the dude like get like try to kill this guy basically using his ham and he throws the ham out the window and like the most glorious one-liner of all time is like next time you hand me an exploding ham i'm gonna pass you the mustard and just like the way he says it is like the funniest shit ever and like this dude literally throws a ham out the window and it explodes so you definitely got to check that out. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to say, like, do you have any recommendations for us? I mean, yes. Watch Transfers 1 and 2. It gets a little uh, cloudy after that, but they're, they're great movies. You know, old, but, but great. Oh, uh, what else? Um, I mean, you guys have seen a lot of the stuff I'd probably recommend, yeah. but off the top of my head, I would say... Transfers 1, Transfers 2, uh, The Brain, if you've never seen that, practical effects-wise, that was really cool. I watched that recently, and um, I'm doing a collection for uh, two of my favorite like 90s flicks that I grew up with, which is Brain Scan and The Lawnmower Man. So, I don't know if you guys have ever seen those, but... I love um, Lawnmower Man. Yeah, yeah, The Lawnmower Man is one of those movies that, like, I think people liked it initially when it came out, like, kind of, like, at least for the effects, because at the time it was obviously, like, like, I know James Cameron was, like, envious of the movie, which is funny, because it came out, like, right around Terminator 2, I think, or right after, but the movie obviously has some flaws, but you get Pierce Brosnan in it, and he's like dropping f bombs, which is cool. So like, you don't really get to see that too often. I'm sold. Yeah, you don't get to see that. And there's like monkeys wearing like VR headgear, and like Jeff Fahey's in it, and he plays like, you know, uh, I think he's like mentally challenged in it or something. So it's like obviously like there's like that kind of like aspect to it, which is like you know batshit crazy um yeah it's just a really funky movie 
it is. Um, is awesome too. Right. I was like, lawnmower man. I feel like they got some negative back. Like the guy from Waco, Texas, who did like the whole like like cult thing, was like super into lawnmower man. And I want to say like, and like I could be making this up. I might have dreamed this. I don't know why, but I feel like he made like his congregation watch like lawnmower man like weekly. That was no. yeah, I don't know anything about that, but that's awesome. Uh, or, it's, or it's terrible. I don't know, but either way, that's hilarious. Pat, you've seen it in the yeah. show. Oh, yeah. all right. So it might be real. I don't that's, remember that's it at all, crazy. Um, but I trust you. So. Would you watch it if you were in a cult? Yeah, I mean, if you're in a cult, you kind of have no choice. Oh yeah. Yeah, that, you, you that can't say sense. no to David Koresh. You can't just do like that. <laughs> no, yeah, that's right. So I, I have a, I have a question. I'm curious what recommendation – actually, no, two-part question. Do you enjoy any other genre other than horror as much as you do horror? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, comedy, action. I love 90s action movies. Um, I mean, yeah, even some of my releases, like, that definitely don't do just horror. I'm all over the place as far as that goes. 90s cartoons and stuff like that, obviously. Um, but yeah, not just horror. No, not just horror. Because I know, like, I know, like, Pat also watches action. We watch tons of action movies. But I feel like Pat's more horror than anything else. So that's why I was curious because I don't, I didn't know if you were, like, heavily favorite. I, I watch, man, a lot, we, we saw John Wick this week. I'm saying you own Shutter, man. Like that's the most yeah. hard thing you can do. Like you own Shutter. You own a Shutter account. Like that's as horror as like that's as horror as it can probably get. I feel like that's just regular. I'm saying it's though, but like it's a gift from my sister. She buys it for me every year. Lauren, I love you. Thank you for the <laughs> the Christmas gift. Yeah, it is yeah. pretty awesome. I will say, I mean, I, that's kind of true. If you're, like, paying for Shudder, like, nine times out of ten, like, you're probably a hard head for sure. Yeah, see? So it's two and two. We need a tiebreaker. Isn't it, like, We're going to put the poll. Now Now that, we got to put a poll. That doesn't even pay for it. Yeah, it's a gift. And I yeah, I mean, I love it. Yeah, if she's buying you that, though, she knows you're a hard head, too. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Are you, like, a big, because, uh, uh, like, most people I know that have Shudder, uh, they're they're doing it for like Joe Bob, like the last drive-in. I enjoy um, I enjoy it a lot. I, I watch a lot of things on it, but I, I do enjoy Joe Bob a lot. Um, I mean it's it's such a fun show. Yeah, you get to watch movies and hear him rant and you know see guests and stuff. So yeah, yeah. I really, I totally oh, like that. I have not been watching as of late, but um, we have some. Uh, I mean, I, I this isn't like a shameless plug, but like we definitely have some cool stuff coming out with Joe Bob again this year. Like um, last year we, me and my buddy did the cannibal Hol- Holocaust release this year. We'll be doing some stuff too. So it should be super cool to see what we do this time and have all that nice. stuff come out. Yeah. It should be dope. So for, I, f- I don't know how to like, which I was going to say like cannibal Holocaust is like, I guess controversial film. Is there a film that's off limits for you? Whoa, good question. Seems like the older I get, the more I care about that, I guess. Or the more I'm just like, 
turned off by it, maybe. I don't know. Back in the day, I was all about seeing everything that was controversial and banned, like when I was in high school and stuff. I guess because just because, you know, I was like not super hip to like everything like that yet and was like really dipping my toes and all kinds of weird shit. But yeah, there's some weird like, oh, what is it called? There's just one flick in particular that like a couple of my buddies always put on and it is literally dog shit. Oh, yeah, like, so, some of the sh- pure shock films are not good. No, like, you know, I, I'm not even, like, a big, like, Last House on the Left guy. Like, that's kind of, like, not really my thing. I, you know, I spit on your grave, you know, stuff like that. Rapey stuff isn't really the best, but... What's that weird one with William Defoe? Which one? Oh, um, I know what you're talking uh, about. What is it called? Oh, uh, Antichrist. Oh, I think so, yeah. I think it is called Nymphomaniac. I think it's yeah, it's 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 called Antichrist from two thousand nine. Yeah, that's another one that's like you know just like shit. I don't know. I guess some of the shock stuff, shock value stuff, isn't my favorite. William Defoe is just shock himself. Yeah, like he doesn't really turn down roles. Okay, yeah, the flick that I was talking about is called uh, uh, Last House on Dead End Street. <laughs> It's like a snuff kind of like flick that's like some guy made and he was just like high on meth the whole time shooting the movie. It's like super, super weird. I think he's been pretty sure the dude like died shortly after making it too, or like whatever it is or something. But if you want to see something super fucking weird, I, uh, I, normally you yes, but you're not. I'm not like being sold on this. No, no, it's like, it's borderline unwatchable, it's like, it's just not great, but, and like, what's another one, like, Blood Sucking Freaks, that was one, um, that one's kind of hard to watch, when I'm, like, watching flicks nowadays, I seem to be, like, gravitating towards a lot of, just, like, my childhood favorites, which is just, like, yeah, I don't even know, like, uh, just, like, you know, Freddy, Jason, you know, Michael, not to be, like, cliche or boring, but, like, that's just, like, feel-good stuff for me that I'll put on sometimes and, you know, just chill in the background and work and just kind of go about it that way. A lot of, like, just, like, simple stuff. I felt like I was into more of the culty and the SAV stuff, like, a few years ago. Now I'm just kind of gravitate, gravitating, like, back towards, like, stuff I liked when I was a kid. Do you, have you seen anything, like, recent? Like, any, like, movies that are out in theaters or something like that? I mean, I would say, like, I mean, we, yeah, I would say, like, more recent horror. I feel like last year it was a very fun year for, like, horror, just movies in general. And then, like, right now, like, some good, mo- I guess, movies in theaters and stuff coming up. So, yeah, my girlfriend always complains about this. I am not a very big, like, new movie guy. Not that, like, I'm, like, you know, against it by any means. I'm not. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Uh, like, I didn't see Skinner Inc. yet. Um, I know I got to watch it. I didn't see, what's that other one? Uh, Knock at the Cabin. I didn't see that. Uh, I didn't see, uh, I didn't even see Scream yet. Scream 6. Tread lightly when you talk about skin marine because Julia will flip out if you see anything wrong. No, I'm interested in seeing it. I just haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen, like, Megan or Infinity Pool, like, all these flicks that people are hyping on. I haven't, I haven't seen it. I mean, I wanted to see 
that winning the Pooh movie. I didn't see that. Like I remember being hype on that. I heard that was shit though. Yeah, it was. It, they, yeah. Did you I guys see it? it was too. terrible. They said it was the worst movie ever made in the history of cinema. <laughs> It, yeah, I read. I, I, Literally, it's the worst movie ever made. <laughs> yeah, they, I read. I, I seriously read an article, and I wish I would have saved it. It said, Weenie the Pooh, Blood, Honey for Blood, whatever it's called. Yeah. And the only. So it's like, it was the only thing they wrote was the worst movie in the history of cinema. And that was the end of the review. We tried to see it, but I don't think it was even, it wasn't even playing around here. Cinemark wasn't playing that kind of They had like one showing one day and then never again. So we never got a chance to see it. Yeah. Yeah, I heard it had a shot and it just kind of like, just didn't work out. You know, Cocaine Bear was great though. Oh, I heard good things about that too. Yeah, that looked, that looked super good. I didn't see that. R.I.P. Who who was in that? Ray Liotta, right? Ray Liotta. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, goat. Also, R.I.P. Lance Riddick, man. We saw yeah, John yeah, Wick yeah. yesterday, and that was yeah, that's a crazy thing, huh? That's yeah, crazy. I met him once at like Lance Riddick. Some really weird convention, like probably twelve years ago. I forget what it was, but it's upsetting because the I I enjoyed the Resident Evil show. I was hoping they'd do a part two. But now oh, yeah, they do, they some do people really like that. I, I I actually I, I enjoyed it a lot. The the that new was Netflix thing. Yeah, yeah, he was playing Albert Wesker in the show, and it was cool because the story concept was like he was a clone. There was like fifty other hymns that they tried out. And spoiler alert: I mean, if anybody hasn't seen the show yet, but I I thought it was great. I I loved it, and I I, I remember Pat and I just kept saying like, I wish they'd do a season two. It was great, and yeah, I didn't think people would like hate it. I enjoy it. They they took a big risk on doing something very different, and um, I thought it paid off. It was a very fun, you know, short watch. Yeah, some people totally like did not like it. I I think, but I remember thinking it was like not that bad. Yeah, not, I liked it. I mean, I'm not saying it was like a uh, it wasn't like a grand slam. I mean, it was it's not like it was Last of Us. It was definitely like a double, maybe. Uh, I don't know. It, it was. I liked it. The thing is, I liked yeah. it. I enjoyed it because I love Resident Evil in general. But I thought the show. I think the show was interesting. I, I just. I thought it was interesting, and I would have loved to see a part two, which you can probably still have a part two, technically. But if you wanted to add him, you would have to recast. You can choose not to add him, but then you got to write in a story on to why. Then people know it's because he died, and so I don't know. I. I, I yeah, rest in peace to him too. Cause he was he was great. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I am gonna go and see uh, the new Evil Dead flick though. I'll definitely go and see that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm I'm really hyped for that. Yeah, it looks it looks. Uh, I hear like you know obviously that poster is like like dog shit. Like I was definitely turned off when I first saw the poster, but like I was hype on the trailer. I thought the trailer made the movie look good, and then I heard the test screening was really great. I heard some people didn't like it, but a majority thought it was fantastic. So there's always going to be somebody that doesn't like it. You know what I mean? Like a new vision, but I think yeah. it'd be good. And I don't know if this is controversial, but I liked. I haven't met an Evil Dead movie I don't like. Like even that what was it, 2016? I had oh, so much fun. 
Yeah, I had so much fun watching that. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. I saw it like two or three times, I think. Yeah, I, that was one of the newer flicks that I thought was really fun. I mean, it rained blood for like five minutes. At the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's yeah. Like, so, man, you just, <clears throat> you're just going through withdrawal. She's like, no, there's a demon here. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, it was, yeah. yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought it was I thought it was good too. So do you think trailers give too much of the movies out? Like too much of the movie away? That's very funny you mentioned that because today me and uh me and a friend were watching the trailer for the Sam Raimi Spider Man, the two thousand two. We right. were watching the the band trailer with the uh, Twin Towers, uh, and like we were talking about how that trailer literally gives nothing away. Like the trailer literally showed nothing from the movie. Like they shot the trailer specifically to be a trailer to hype up the flick, and then that sparked the conversation of how like they don't really do that anymore. It seems like trailers do give away a lot. At least certain certain movies, and if that's a very old school thing, like you watch like the trailer for Halloween, like you literally know like borderline everything that goes down, at least like a skeleton of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's a very like seventies, like eighties thing to show, like three minutes worth of footage, four minutes worth of footage, like yeah, for the trailer. But yeah, nowadays I feel like it's mixed. I feel like I feel like you will see a lot of stuff and then yeah that if you've never seen the band spider-man trailer you should watch that because literally like the cast isn't even in it like i don't even think like the movie was casted when they shot it completely now now i'm curious because like i love that movie i don't remember anything about like the the promotion of it so i definitely gotta check that trailer out um yeah yeah, check that out i've never seen it I love watching trailers. I was gonna say like we have a variant because like if I'm going to see the movie like we go to the since we go to the movies we try to go on Tuesdays discount Tuesdays and then like if not if I miss like I'll try to go Wednesday because the Bors does discount Wednesdays so it's like I, I if I know I'm gonna see a movie I try not to see like I think like when I went to see Barbarian I didn't see the trailer I knew nothing about it. And I think, and like, last year, and, like, I had such a, it was such a wild ride, I was like, holy shit, like, we're just sitting in the theater, and, like, I felt, like, almost vulnerable, I was like, I have no control over the surroundings, but I'm having fun. I, I also hate movie trailers so much, I, I understand that I am kind of biased, because we do see, like, almost every movie that comes out. So I don't really need to be sold on a movie, usually, because I, I go to the movies every week I'm most likely going to see the majority of movies that are playing so but I understand the point of trailers is to sell people on the movie but a lot of the times like the best scenes in the movie are in the trailer and it just gives so much away and I hate that but I understand the average person maybe they need to see that to be convinced it just bothers me so much yeah and I'm just an average man so I love <laughs> I'll be honest, like, I definitely uh, respect you guys for, you know, having a routine and going to the movies every week. I think that's pretty cool. I feel like that, that's kind of lost nowadays, so definitely props to you guys for, you know, going to the movies every week and keeping up on on the flicks. 
it's been so much fun. Like I think like, it started really like out of the we we worked to get we worked together in Jersey and before we had Julia we had a really terrible coworker and like me and Enrique would have to lie to go to the movies. Yeah. Like we would we would have to like make up excuses and like cuz like this this like evil old lady would like like stalk us. So when when she got fired back it up you would have to lie about going to the movies because an uh, evil old woman would stalk you? We would go doing work. I think he forgot to mention that part. Oh, okay, <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, or, directly, no. or directly after work. Yeah. Okay, that, 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 sounds, that sounds better. Yeah. It would be like... Guy. You need to get police involved if an old woman <laughs> fought on you to the movies from work. Look, we probably should have gotten police involved. <laughs> yeah. Showed up at our house one time. <clears throat> oh yeah! Um, oh yeah! That's. I was like, we're not going to work today. <laughs> I don't know um, if it's like appropriate, but uh, where did where did like what do you guys do? Like, where did you all meet? Is that, here, is that, here at the because yeah. I'm actually at the job now. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I Pat Pat had the job first, and Pat was Pat was working here as like a volunteer coordinator. I don't even know if I'm it's a family. Of it's a family success center, which is a like community center. Okay. Yeah, and, and like Pat was working here, and then I applied by accident for this job. I wasn't qualified, but I spoke Spanish, so they just hired me. And that's how I met Pat. And then Julia was an intern. And when the when the old lady, we'll say old lady, because we're trying to be nice. When she when she left. When she got fired, we could say that. Okay. When she got fired, we were just like, ain't no way we're going to sit here and do this all by ourselves. And we were just like, well, we really like Julia. And Julia's like, well, yeah, sure. I don't got nothing to do. And here we are. It was like 2019. And the cool thing was 2019. Because you definitely started. Yeah, I entered here in 2017. And then I got hired in 2019. So when, when, when she started working here... It was like right before the pandemic, but we kind of like. No, was it? it was like I got hired in like January of twenty nineteen. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I was gonna say like we we rode the whole year together. All right, then let me backtrack. When she started here, we had a whole year before the pandemic, but then during the pandemic, I remember as soon as they opened the movie theaters back, I think, and I'm not even being funny. I think the day of that they opened the movie theaters back, me and Pat we went to go see Tenet. It was you like know, the only, it was the only movie showing. It was Tenet. at uh at, at the Regal in, near um near our high school. Oh wow! We drove yeah, all the way up there just to watch a movie because they're the only they were the only theater open at the time. At that point, we were going crazy because like we had nothing to do, like bored in the house, like. But it kind of. Yet- but it like kind of mm-hmm. it kind of started there because I remember we mentioned it. We said we went to the movies, and I don't remember what's the first movie because I'm I. I feel bad. I feel like I should remember the first movie we all saw together, but I don't first remember. Post pandemic was nobody. Starting with Bob Odenkirk, right? But all three of us. No. Yeah. We started the movie club before the pandemic, and then we yeah. Wow, I feel like shit. I'm so sorry. Okay, so yeah, you're really forgetting some like golden moments. You're like we weren't even friends before. The pandemic. Nah, like we we were definitely friends. We were. We, we started this tradition before the pandemic, then we stopped because cinema closed. But we were going before that. All right, so I'm really bad with time. Um, but the point is that it, it started. We we just started, and then after the, 
after the pandemic, when everything kind of slowed down, we 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 started going back, uh, kind of like full time. I mean, I would say full time. Every single Tuesday, we were there. We had a schedule. We knew like this movie comes out then, so this is the movie we're seeing Tuesday, and then this is next Tuesday, and that's kind of how we started the podcast. Also, was we had a few episodes we did, and then we kind of took a hiatus on that too. And I just kind of bugged them for a while. And they're just like, yeah, okay, cool. To shut you up, we'll do it. And here we are, man. In between that, we also did some ghost hunting. That's a lot of fun, at, too. At the uh, community center that we worked at, we put on probably the coolest, uh, well, second coolest, because I think you guys definitely went up it this year. Um, we put on an amazing haunted house for the community, because everything at this uh, the family center is free. And, and uh, so 2019, we put on this like amazing haunted house just like for the families and like they 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 took up the mantle and put it on another one on this year and i thought you guys did a great job so it's like what we do every and it's 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 a little tougher now because like pat's pat's working in philly so he has to you know he has to catch the train and like julia now has stuff she does on tuesdays but what's cool though about this all is even though like it's tougher to do it we still do it, which is maybe we do it on a Wednesday. Maybe we meet up on a Saturday. I mean, I met up with Julia on a Saturday to go watch um, the original Nightmare on Elm Street one day just because I wanted to go see it in, on the big screen. So, you know, it's cool. It, it's cool. And like going to that's why I was excited to talk to you, too, because movies in general, I don't I, I always joke with them that I don't read books. I think books are just pointless when you can just watch a movie and. Even like even I, I joke with them because I, I own a lot of books. I don't read them, but I own them. I also own a lot of movies because like I really enjoy a good movie. And the fact that like all three of us, we work together. And we're, we're roughly about the same. Pat and I are the same age. Julia's a little younger than us, but we're roughly about the same age. We love the same stuff. We remember the same stuff. And the, I, I would go to when I when I first met Pat, I asked him to come watch Rogue One with me. Pat says, does it look like I watched that shit? So I was like, oh, cool, man. And, you know, but then eventually we did, you know, I got him into Star Wars and stuff. And it's just, it's cool because it was like, all right, new Star Wars is coming out. Can't wait to see it. We're going to go see it. New Scream, new this, new Evil Dead, new Exorcist movie. Like, it's cool because you have something to look forward to because work is shitty, life is shitty. But it's like, all right, even though all this stuff is shitty, I can't pay my rent. I do got $5. To go run, <laughs> you know, I, I can't. We do I might not have we, this week, but I have five dollars to go to cinema. <laughs> we, we we deal with like the wildest people at the, um, you know, working in the nonprofit sector, and then it's just like shit. Let's go watch a movie. I think that's like there was a movie called The Cursed that like not a lot of people liked, mm-hmm. or not a lot of people saw. I don't want to say like. And, like, I remember just having, like, a very difficult day with um a lady, like, trying to, like, get her a job and, like, do a job application and her, like, just not knowing how to work a computer and, like, being, like, so burnt out from dealing with the general public and then going and watching a movie. That was good. Yeah. I didn't know what it was um, about and I just went and watched it at a blast. So, yeah, I think, like, and, like, nostalgia plays a role in that, too. Like, the hype of seeing, like, Scream, a new Scream is, is, is like going back to my childhood 
which is like the excitement of like looking at your website and being like, oh shit, you got like Scream stuff. And I'm not the biggest Scream fan, but I remember the cultural impact of being a kid. And like Tim and Enrique, you can like attest like everyone had the mask and everyone like. Like I said, it was a little boy movie. I, I wasn't a kid, so I guess I can't attest to that. Well, like, you, you know, because I know your views on Scream, so it doesn't. Yeah, I was still there. I still know about the yeah. cultural impact. All right. In the Halloween costume. So, question for you, Tim. Did you ever own a Scream mask growing up? Yeah, I had the uh, the one where you would, like, pump the, the heart and blood. <laughs> Hell yeah. And the blood would out. Yeah, for sure. Yo, real quick, real quick, because I do gotta, I gotta hop off in a in a sec. But I wanted to get your opinion on something that I watched recently, because, and obviously, you know, I'll talk about the topic real quick before I leave. But one of the big things that I saw recently was I did finally watch um, Halloween Ends. Oh, did you? Did you guys? Did you guys see it? We did. Yes. I'm sorry. You had to go through that? Um. Yeah, so I put it off based on, you know, everyone else's opinions. But I did finally watch it, and yeah, it was one of the fucking weirdest movies <laughs> I have ever seen. And that's coming from, like, somebody who does, like, like Friday the 13th. Like, I like Friday the 13th Part 5. Like, I do. Yes. And seen Halloween ends like if it can somehow age like that movie's aged like it might have a shot but my god talk about one of like the just weirdest <laughs> directions and weirdest movies I've ever seen and, and I loved 2018 like the, oh yeah the, yes like the first flick like I thought it was great I saw kills and I thought like some of the kills were good, but I felt like the plot and like the the writing and a lot of it felt rushed. I felt like it was like like pretty not great. Like I thought it wasn't too good. Um, but to see what the third movie turned into from the second movie was just like so confusing and just very. Yeah, I just didn't get it. I just didn't understand why they went that route, especially. Seeing like Michael get his ass completely destroyed, yeah, in in kills, right, and then him come back from like literally getting his ass beat and killing everybody in the street, and then living in a sewer, yeah, and yeah. like being a bitch, like and like being a hermit, like it was. They, um, they really went completely off the rails in the very end. That's kind of a pet peeve that I have when like you switch up the lore and completely go a new direction in the last final hour of a series. Yeah, that was wild. The intro to Halloween Kills had me so high. Like, when when um, the kid accidentally killed the little kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, this is going to be great. We're seeing, like, the trauma of what being a babysitter in, in this town is like. And I thought it was going to be just a wild movie, and I then it just it was all downhill from that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it was definitely wild, but yeah, way. Yeah, it was just I just needed to get your all. You know, you guys see a lot of movies. I need to. Yeah, I just needed your opinion on that one. I feel they should have had Judd Nelson in that one. They yeah, 
anything could have saved that movie. To yeah. Like, oh. So be, before you leave, I had a follow up question to a question I asked like way way earlier. What yeah. at what movie recommendation would you give us non horror? <clears throat> I guess any genre like. Uh, any, any. I know you mentioned cartoons. Uh, you know, '90s cartoons. I know you mentioned uh, you like ac- action comedy. I'm gonna hope you like rom coms because I love them. What, yeah. what non horror genre movie do you recommend us? All right. Um, just give me a minute to think. Probably yeah. one of my favorite non horror movies is a documentary called American Movie. Have you guys ever seen it? No. No. Yeah. All right, so if you guys love movies, if, like, you've ever wanted to make movies or anything along those lines, this is, like, it's a documentary about two just complete characters, one of which is, like, an inspiring filmmaker and his friend who's, like, a recovering, like, drug addict, but he's, like, super wholesome. He actually just passed away in real life recently, I think within the last year or two, but... You'll just and like the guy wants to make a horror movie, so it's it's kind of hard to describe. That's like the base. That's like the gist of it. But you just fall in love with these characters, and it's like critically acclaimed. It's like a great movie. I think it's like definitely like over ninety percent Rotten Tomatoes for sure. It it is a great great movie. So documentary, definitely see American movie. Um. Let me see if I can think of like another one. I mean, this is probably one that Pat knows, and I did do a release for this, but I don't know if everyone has seen it. Um, Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Oh, yes. No, I haven't seen it. We're going to watch it. Yeah, I'm like, let's hope that holds up. Um, for me, it still does, just because, like, you know, it brings me back to being a kid. But yeah, Kung Pao is just absolutely hilarious, and having to, like, rewatch it and, uh, you know, before I did the release, like definitely made it made it great to revisit that. It was super good. Still super funny. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. And thanks, um, um, yeah, if you, yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks for having me. If you guys can make it, uh, like I said, it's at Philadelphia on April twenty second and twenty third. We'll be open to the public from like one to nine, one to ten ish. And then if uh, you want to spend 10 bucks to get a VIP pass. Uh, you can come in an hour early and you'll get like a rental store card and you can shop the vendors before everybody else. And you can actually shop the, uh, the art pieces as well before everybody else. So nice. Yeah, it'll, uh, it'll be cool. We're doing, um, obviously there'll be different tapes for sale. There'll be different posters up on the wall. There'll be different standees up in the store. Uh, we'll have a different raffle. Uh, something pretty cool is we'll have a exclusive uh, tattoo flash sheet and there'll be an artist who will tattoo anybody that they want there, which will be pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah, and there'll be some music being spun and uh, some funny, like, clips and promotional, like, VHS tapes, like, playing on the screen in the background. So it'll be, it'll be a cool vibe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'll be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If everybody comes out, that'll be cool. And um, I'll be down in the city this weekend, uh, you know, taping telephone poles and putting up flyers and giving out cards and all kinds of stuff. So 
I'll put okay. up, I'll put up flyers around um South Jersey. Yeah, yeah. If you guys are, uh, you know, maybe I'll see Pat or something or work out. I can hand him some posters. Yeah, so you guys can spread the word. Definitely. Yeah, Jeff. All right. Cool. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thanks for having me on. It's yeah, cool talking and uh, yeah. I guess I'll uh, see you guys soon. Hopefully at the pop up. Okay. Yeah, cool. definitely. And if uh, you ever free on a Tuesday and want to go to the movies, uh, hit us up. Yeah, yeah, sounds cool. Yeah. All, All right. right. Thanks again, guys. Yeah. Right. Thank Take- you. That's it. All right. That was uh. Right. That's pretty cool, man. So we'll. Yeah, I was gonna say let's talk John Wick real quick, and oh yeah, yeah, we definitely gotta talk John Wick. All right, um, I I want to hear Julia's take. So I I'm a fan and I liked it. I know I always joke and say that movie's for men. This is a movie for men, kind of, but it's also for women. Um, Keanu Reeves is for the women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also. Um, complain a lot when movies are unrealistic but I don't feel that way with this because John Wick specifically you know what you're getting into that's the thing with a lot of action movies is there's an understanding that it's not real so I can suspend my disbelief because they don't take themselves too seriously I'm not going into it like action movies are basically like a fantasy genre the only thing is I feel like they should have you got to start the bidding on John Wick at at least thirty-two two million. Yeah. You know, you got a whole over-the-top movie, and you're going to be super conservative with the budget. Like, you're wild for that. Like, that yeah, that was crazy. He's like eighteen million. The one guy was like, "Yeah, man, nah, I ain't killing him for eighteen, man. I'm doing it for way right. more money than that." And uh, it was also it, just visually stunning, very beautiful. Just every scene of the movie was just the attention to detail every yeah. single every single setting in the movie was beautiful every single scene um everything in the background just looked great i've never in my life before seen such a large number of men in suits that fit <laughs> I've never seen that before um so yeah i don't really have any complaints about it no, like, I agree. Like, I thought it was just such a fun movie. I don't want to give like spoilers a- away um, or anything. It was just we went to the movies and like they know the crowd. Like, we want to see some action, and I think making it so clean and such a a, a pleasing backdrop made made this fun. The movie was the cinematography in the movie was beautiful. Excellent. Yeah, it's definitely top notch. It's not going to get any kind of awards, which really sucks. But the cinematography in that movie—I don't know if you could have done a an action movie prettier than that. I don't think you can. I mean, action movies—we can Pat and I can go down a line of action movies, and they're great. But the cinematography is what it is. Right. A lot of cut screens, a lot of um, editing because of the fight scenes and. This one was just beautifully shot. I'm a big fan of Donnie Yen. And I was telling Pat, this is Donnie Yen's second role as a blind man. He was Chiru in uh, Rogue One. So he, he he got cast as another blind man, which is pretty cool. But I'm a huge Donnie Yen fan. I love a lot of his movies. I did see a lot of his like 
younger movies by accident, like a lot of the before he did the It Man movies. And that's how I like stumbled across them, and then that's how I stumbled across It Man. But the the cast is great. You know, it's fun. It's not realistic at all. I mean, at some point, someone would report it shooting and a million people dying. Like, all of Paris is dead. At some point, he would need to stop and eat. uh, He he didn't even... He doesn't pee in four movies. (laughs) Like, this dude don't pee in four movies. He's just punching people in the fucking face and shooting them in the head for four movies straight. And you get, like, you break your... he would have broke his back and died. He like fell many times. Um, many times. And then he would just like go to bed, get up the next day, not pee, not eat. No, nothing. nothing. Just start Carry fighting. On. Start fighting again. He just wakes up. And... I feel like if I had a fight at sunrise, I'd take a nap. But he was just like cruising till the sun. Yeah, came. he's he's just like walking and killing people. The the thing is, and and the one thing about the John Wick movies is when he gets to like the last leader, like the last final boss. You would think they gotta win. This final boss got John Wick just fought for four hours, like movie wise. It was he he was fighting for like two days straight, right? In this movie, he gets to the final guy after fighting for like two straight days. He doesn't sleep, doesn't eat, doesn't take a shit, doesn't do anything. This guy doesn't do anything. He doesn't even call someone and says like, "Hey, man, you know." Nothing, 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 nothing of pleasure. He gets to the final guy, and you can't beat him. How the fuck can you not? Be, how, how can you not beat him? Not one ounce of protein. He is surviving this on vibes only, and he's not even water. No, and he chose it. Like, there's a scene, and it's in a trailer, so I'm not spoiling nothing. But there's a scene where he remember when he jumped out the window and landed in the car. He jumped like five stories, landed on the car, just said, "Ugh." And then just kept going. Man had a single bite since his wife died. No, I don't think he has. That's commitment right there. And and that's and that's the thing about these like they're not realistic, but you I don't care. It's romantic, honestly. He said my wife's never gonna eat again, neither will I. Yeah. And that love kept him alive. That's really beautiful, I think. Along with being the movie being visually beautiful. It's a love movie. Yeah, that's what that's what John Wick is. It's a love movie. There, there was- yeah, I mean, they killed his do- they killed the dog that resembled the love between him and his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he was gonna go through hell on earth to to stop, you know, to get that vengeance. I had I had a blast um, seeing it. It was an amazing movie, and like I feel like amazing is kind of like underselling it, but the the movie it was great. It was a fun movie. It was a it's definitely something I would watch again. Like there's some movies yeah. you watch them and you're like, okay, maybe it if it's on, yeah. But like I'm gonna buy the DVD. I'm gonna buy the Blu-ray DVD digital combo that I buy for all the movies I love. That's one of them. I did it for Batman. Yeah. Like, I, I really appreciated like there was a softness about it, um, in like a really great contrast with all of the violence. The symbolism was really cool. Pretty much throughout the entire movie. Every single time John Wick is on screen, there are always flowers in the frame. Mm-hmm. Every single time he is on screen through the movie. Like, I, I noticed it towards the beginning, and I watched, like, throughout the whole thing. 
and it is every time you see his face, there are flowers. And I was like, that's kind of cool. And think about the color, too. There was a lot of beautiful colors in that movie. Oh, yeah. I like the colors. I could definitely pick up, like, the different characters had different colors mm-hmm. to represent them. Mm-hmm. And I that's something I really appreciated. And I don't want to bash action movies at all. But I feel like that's just something you don't normally see. And I love, I just really love, like, the attention to detail. Mm-hmm. And just... The way they did the action, the fluidity of it, and some of the camera works with it, like, all around, great movie. Safe to say, Bill Skarsgård, definitely the worst villain, definitely a mama's boy, definitely got slapped around by, like, kids in school. These are all, I don't know the backstory of this guy, I just know these are all facts. He got in that position by some loophole. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't do nothing to get there. No. So, safe to say, worse... I, and I was kind of... That's the one... I think if I could take one thing out, I was disappointed in his character. He was just like a young, bratty, arrogant kid. That was his role. And I just feel... I get I wanna, it. I'm... It fits, but... I just I wish they did a little bit more. I don't want to give much away, so all I'm going to say about the, the Skarsgård characters, you know, like in a universe where everyone fights, he, you know, he was the worst fighter, or you know, a very lackluster fighter, a very lackluster ruler. It worked for the movie though. I'm I'm happy to see Bill Skarsgård. I mean, he's mm-hmm. great in. Mm-hmm. I don't know, no, no. I think like him, his character being so hateable was great. Yeah. Yeah. And, like him, him playing that hateable hateability, like he did a good job. I hated the character. And that's the thing too. Like, even though we're saying this stuff, that's just that's just the results of like good writing. That's the results of good acting. Like he acted like a little bitch. You know, he acted like God. I fucking hate this dude. But that's the point of it. And that's that's the point. That's what you're trying to portray is like you're supposed to hate him. He's the bad guy. You're so he's the high man on a man on a high horse. What did it, what, what yeah. Did it, yeah, that whatever. The high man on a horse or the horse on the high man or the high horse on a man. Anything. Anyways, he's he's that he's that guy, that guy that's either high or the horse is high or and you hate him. You can't stand this guy. You're like, man, just die, man. You know, and and as much as I and and, that, and I'm realizing this now. So, as much as I didn't like his character, I think that was on purpose. And then in that case, yeah. it was an amazing job that you would do that and make us hate his character. I think that was great. Okay. So it's it's overall the movie was amazing. Uh, yeah. Five stars. It's there's nothing else to say. I agree. My my final thoughts on it is I just simply wouldn't make my daughter the concierge of my oh. assassin hotel. Yeah. yeah. Personally, I just wouldn't. I feel like that's also another trope in these style of action movies is it's always like why would why do you bring your family into this lifestyle and it's just like, because the concierge takes over the hotel eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and, and you're protected. You know. The men typically in those roles, they just happen to have kids, and then there's that whole dynamic. It, 
it's what happens. Well, the thing, I, the thing, the way, and this is just based off of like action movie lore, is usually when you're in a position like that, you're protected. You know, you're you are this guy's daughter. You're this guy's child. So if they, you're supposed to be off limits. Yeah, if I do something to you, you're. If I do something, if I even just talk to you wrong, then nine times out of ten you're probably getting killed. And and that's usually how in this situation is different, but yeah, it it didn't work out like that. <laughs> no, no, he didn't put out the memo. No, but like it's 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 usually one of those things where you're protected. So in the, in 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 the Donnie in Donnie N's character, Kane, his daughter wasn't protected. But she was also, just, she was out there just playing the violin. But also, like, with a target on the I back, I wouldn't be like. Oh, there's a hit out on John Wick right now. Let me invite him over for dinner. No, nah, that was my boy. I'm definitely because the thing is, he's not gonna kill you. You don't if you don't invite no, him for dinner, he's gonna kill you. No, but someone else will. That's fine. It wasn't John Wick. But he got killed because he was like, "Oh, that's my boy. Come on over," even though you got a hit out on you, and then he died. Yeah, but he died with respect. It's a man thing. It's an action man thing. He died I, with honor for his boy. Yeah, you know? I guess it's just something I wouldn't understand. Well, yeah. you're not an action. You're not an action man. You know, like you're not an action movie man. So, like, in in action movie world, if you die for your friend, that's where it's at. You know, like you in like buddy cop movies. It seems like every buddy cop movie at some point someone takes a bullet for someone. And they're like, oh, man, bro, you took a bullet for me. We family now. You know, that's that's the thing. Like, you got to do that for your boy because that's your boy, you know? Like, that's not just your friend. That's your boy. It's more than a friend. It's, it's a hard thing. I'll put you up on it, but. I, I know how action movies work. No, but you don't know how, like, that's my boy works. I know how it works. I just can't relate. Women don't have relationships like that. All right. I'm, I feel like I'm mansplaining, so I do apologize to you. I feel like that was like major mansplaining, but it, it was. Yeah, my bad. Damn, it's been a long um, day. I, I am really sorry for mansplaining to you. Action movies, we got, being boys. Wrapping up, John Wick. We got the results to go through, and then so the results for our uh, final four, and um, now we're gonna be into the final, the finals. You know what? This is this isn't a shock. Halloween over VHS. And the Candyman over The Shining. Damn. I voted Candyman. I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it. I'm impressed. We have the final showdown of Candyman versus The Shining. I'll get it out to you tomorrow. We'll run it. We'll end it on um, Tuesday. Yeah. This is this is going to be, be interesting to see which one we're going to do. That's that's my if I had to put money on this, Halloween's gonna win. It, it it probably will. But you know, we'll get it out, we'll get it on the socials, we'll get it on Spotify. I'm excited for the watch party. We gotta figure out how we're gonna do that. Hey, let's get through the finals first, then we'll worry about the watch party. Yeah. Alright. So next week, if you guys are down, my my friends that that run a Nick Cage podcast. They can't do next week. They said they'll do the week after, which would be more Renfield reactions. Yeah. They're in. 
I was thinking, and like this is half a joke, but I also think it could be a lot of fun. We'll do because D and D is next week. Oh yeah. Oh, the movie. This movie's got like a ninety-eight on Rotten Tomato. Yeah. It can't be good. Like it has to be terrible. I was gonna say, and like if you guys are down, I could get some nerds on, and they can help you build a character sheet. <laughs> yeah, man, let's do it. I don't care. Yeah, I'll do it. We'll just we'll just have fun with it. We'll do some investigation rolls. We'll change the podcast to what we rolled last night for for the episode. I like that idea. Yeah, and we'll go see this um the shitty. That's a ninety eight on Rotten Tomatoes. So, hey, I I don't make the rules. No, I'm I'm down, man. I'm excited for D and D. It looks like a dumb fantasy movie. I was gonna ask Chip, who I don't know, Julia. Did were you there when Chip set up his electric his equipment in the center? No, it was snowing no. that day. It was a snowstorm where you crashed your car, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, yeah, yeah, man. If anybody, if you know anybody that's like, I was gonna have Chip, and then there's the uh, yeah, the, my friend Mark, who's a very good DM, and like. I was going to have Chip because he's got familiarity with us and we can talk about the ghost. I was just saying, no, not, not to you. I was just saying it like to anybody listening that doesn't know what Dungeons and Dragons are. So I know that it's Dungeon Master because I have a friend. Um, my friend Ryan was telling me how he's the the DM for his D&D group. And I went, oh, what's that mean? Like the Dungeon Master? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, are you yeah, yeah, my, I feel attacked, but no, I just, yeah, I was just, I, I was just saying it like for anybody that didn't know, DM is Dungeon Master. It doesn't mean DM me, like direct message me. You can, but it doesn't mean that. Sorry, go on, go ahead, Pat. No, that's it. Other than that, yeah, we're done. All right, sounds good.